Hello. Welcome to Coffee Editor's very first Espresso Shot episode. My name is Jason, and I'm happy to have you here. Essentially, what these Espresso Shot episodes are going to be are short episodes that are all about one issue of a comic, uh, and sometimes maybe a run of a comic. And they're going to be hosted by either myself or by Sunny. Sometimes we'll do them together. But today is just going to be me. And we're going to start off this episode with a spoiler-free conversation about the issue, which is the way we're going to start off all the episodes. We're going to have a spoiler-free section followed by a spoiler-filled section. So today's comic is The Immortal Hulk, number one, written by Al Ewing, art by Joe Bennett, and cover by Alex Ross. This is part of Marvel's Fresh Start initiative, which has only recently launched. It's essentially a new wave of comics that are focused on the classic heroes of the Marvel Universe. For a while, Marvel was experimenting and telling stories with a lot of new heroes, particularly legacy heroes, which are essentially new characters that are taking up the mantle of a classic hero. So we had Sam Wilson take up the mantle of Captain America, Jane Foster being Thor. Um, We had Riri Williams uh, essentially become the Iron Man of the universe for a while as well. Uh, So there were a lot of cases like that where there was sort of a new spin on a classic hero. But the Fresh Start initiative is essentially bringing back a lot of the very classic heroes that a lot of people are familiar with, most notably the ones that are currently leading the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we'll have a run focused on Tony Stark's Iron Man, we'll have a Steve Rogers Captain America, we'll have this Immortal Hulk comic, which we'll talk more about in just a moment. So I guess it's kind of a spoiler for the Civil War II storyline, but because that was, I think, a couple years ago at this point, and it's pretty important to this story... I'll give you guys just a little bit of information about that story and how it ties in here. So in the Civil War II storyline, which uh, was, I guess, a controversial story for its decisions and not everyone liked it. Um, Yeah, questionable decisions sometimes. But uh, one of the big parts of the story is that Hawkeye kills Bruce Banner by his direction because essentially he wanted to be stopped from hurting everyone as the Hulk. And so that does happen. Bruce Banner does get killed, and he has essentially been dead for a while now. But this story is seeing the return of the Hulk and Bruce Banner, at least we assume. So Bruce Banner slash the Hulk has been dead for a while, but the Hulk has reemerged. There has been another Hulk, Amadeus Cho, for a little while, But we're aware that the Hulk that has returned is not that Hulk. So that's just a little taste of the story and, um, you know, the essence of what's going on. If you look at the cover, it's beautifully, beautifully illustrated by Alex Ross. And Alex Ross has sort of a prolific status in the comic world for his beautiful, beautiful illustrations of comic superheroes. Probably at least seen his DC work. He's also done some great work for Marvel recently. But he did the the comic um, cover, and it's just, it tells you everything you need to know about this book. You see a tombstone that says, Here lies Bruce Banner, and the Hulk is rising from it with this grimace, and he has this sort of horror zombie elements to him and the whole scene. That's exactly what you're getting in this book is a horror version of the Hulk story. And it works really well. It works really well. And it's not something I would have thought that I wanted from a Hulk story until this was presented in front of me. Uh, So it's great. And 
I think that if you haven't read this, you definitely should, because it's shaping up to be one of the more interesting runs of the recent Marvel books. Uh, it's also, you know, it's a little different from what you typically get with a headliner superhero story. So I would definitely keep my eye on it. If you haven't read it, I recommend you do. We're about to jump to the spoiler-filled section of the episode. So if you haven't read it and you don't want to be spoiled, I'd recommend stopping here. But before we jump in, uh, last thing I'll say is that they play up the horror aspect of this uh, story really well. And there are interesting third-party perspectives being utilized in an effective manner by Al Ewing here. Uh, that are, I think are going to make the storytelling really interesting. I'm not sure if that's going to be only for this first issue or if it's going to be something that continues, but yes, I definitely recommend reading this. Uh, and now let's jump to the spoiler-filled section. All right, so what a way to start the comic. We have this essentially senseless murder that is like half accidental in a grocery, not a grocery store, I guess a gas station uh, in the middle of nowhere, and we're following this criminal who robbed the store, killed an innocent girl, you know, finding out that he did this because he owes some bad people money, obviously traumatized by everything, and that in itself, you know, is fairly interesting storytelling. Um, we have the uh, introduction to Detective Mays and to the reporter, Miss McGee, and it looks like we're going to be seeing a lot of what happens, a lot of what unfolds through their eyes, which makes sense. I mean, you know, there's the, there's a mystery element to this, so why not use a detective and a reporter as the eyes to the whole thing? But I think the best thing that this book does is utilizing the darkness and utilizing space and size to really highlight how terrifying the Hulk is. You know, we've seen the Hulk quite a lot these past about 10 years because of him being in the MCU. And we've gotten very comfortable with the Hulk. We've had a very funny version of the Hulk in the last uh, movie he was in. Well, actually, I guess it was two movies ago. No. Yeah, yeah. Thor Ragnarok is what I'm trying to say. You know, it's just... We've gotten, we've gotten very comfortable with the Hulk. But now we're watching... Now we're, we're reading this book and we're seeing what it's like to face the Hulk from a third-party perspective, from an average citizen's perspective, and specifically from a criminal's perspective. They really showed us how terrifying it would be to have a face-off with the Hulk. When his hands, when his massive hands busted through the wall to grab the head honcho guy, it's just absolute terror. And the conversation that the guy who robbed the store has with the Hulk face-to-face. You know, like the one panel when we finally see the Hulk in his full form, they make such good use of perspective in this shot. You know, it's a low angle, so the Hulk looks even bigger and more monstrous than he would maybe look on an average panel of a comic. And it really highlights, you know, the the height discrepancy between the man and the Hulk and the size discrepancy. And the interesting, interesting thing about the Hulk is that he's, you know, this isn't the, like, dumb, bumbling Hulk that grunts. This is a Hulk that has conversations. And... I just can't get over how good of a job they did with the art in this book. The decisions that they made, you know, having these uncomfortable close-ups of the Hulk's face and of his eyes. And I don't know, I think a sentient, uh, like an intelligent Hulk is like a lot scarier than the grunting one. You know, like when you're faced with the grunting Hulk, there is a there is a real fear in just the mass of pure physical power. That is a scary thing, but... You know, when you have a Hulk with all that power and he's questioning and he's 
smiling and it's just a, it's a whole other level of terrifying and so you know a big theme that's sort of presented in this book from the very beginning of this book you know they have the quote they have, they have the quote by Carl Jung saying man is on the whole less good than he imagines himself or wants to be and they have this sort of uh, narrative going over the whole thing about like what a man sees in the mirror and and there's a big theme here about like good and good and bad and how that all exists within one person you know like this this guy who robbed the store seems like he's not a purely evil person but he did a very very evil thing because he's trying to protect his family because of bad decisions he's made but at the end of the day to you know to the hulk he's still a criminal he still murdered someone and the hulk made him pay for it so I think there are going to be a lot of interesting questions about good and evil and what does it mean to be a good person or a bad person. You know, like the last thing that Bruce Banner says in this book is, he says, I'm not a bad person, am I? And he sees the Hulk in the reflection in the mirror. And we don't really know what the what Bruce Banner's presence is in this book because he's technically dead. Did the Hulk keep him alive? Is Bruce Banner all here, or is only part of him here? We don't know. There's a lot of mystery left to uncover, and so I'm really interested to see where this goes. Um, Al Ewing ends the book with a little letter about finding the original six issues of The Incredible Hulk when he was seven or eight years old, and just falling in love with them. And it seems like he really, really understood the nature of that story, and he brought it to this modern story, which I think is fantastic. It made me go back and read the original Hulk storyline, and it's actually, like, still really good. It kind of holds up, despite how old it is. I think it came out in 1962, but it's still pretty engaging storytelling. Um, Oh, yeah, and then, you know, the big thing about this story, too, is that they're bringing back from that old story the mythos of the Hulk only coming out when the sun goes down, which brings back another classic horror element to the Hulk story as a whole. This, you know, good person, bad person thing really calls back to the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde aspect of the Hulk story. That's very classic, but, you know, they brought back really the most classic thing you can about this, which is the original way that the Hulk ever came out, which was during the nighttime. And then by morning, the Hulk is gone. And that's what's happening here again. And I don't, as far as I know, we haven't seen that be an element of the Bruce Banner Hulk story since that original run back in the 1960s. So it's really interesting to bring it back. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what, you know, where they bring this uh, going forward. Uh, They have a preview of the next issue and it's very ghoulish. It looks like it's, you know, still being painted or drawn by Alex Ross. And I think he's a great choice for these covers because he really brings out the horror element they're looking for. And, you know, his detailed work is everyone, everyone knows at this point that he's just very, very good at what he does. So, yeah, I would love to hear what you think. If you guys have read this book, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you guys are, too. If you have any thoughts or theories, uh, please leave a comment below, uh, either on our SoundCloud page or on our WordPress and uh, yeah, I'd love to do a little response episode uh, talking about what you guys thought. And I think that's about it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for joining me and we'll see you on the next one.